Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, it is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. In Tennessee, a man loses it when his wait for a pizza was longer than advertised. In California, a cyclist becomes the target of an enraged killer. And we take you inside the marriage of a beautiful equestrian who turned a murder for hire to attempt to offer husband these stories and more coming at you today, Monday, September 18th on Real Life Real Crime Daily. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Happy Monday, fellas. Monday. Monday funding. You're a year older, Aga? Yeah. I don't even consider myself old, but I am old. I can file for my Social Security if I want. Wow, that's that that hurts almost as much as me getting the AARP emails since it's ban- <laughs> since it's bankrupt i'm thinking i should <laughs> all right <laughs> actually i think i'm gonna wait a little bit so without further ado are we jumping right into it today? you came here to listen to it we're about to give you true crime for monday well we're gonna go to the um the great state of tennessee Yep. And a man has threatened employees with a rifle at a Little Caesars oh, because God. his pepperoni pizza order was taking too oh, long. God. He's pled guilty to that charge. Charles Doty Jr., 64 years old, y'all, was arrested in November of 2021 after pointing an AK-47 yeah. at a pizza shop employee in Knoxville when the pizza wasn't hot and ready. Oh. He pled guilty to four counts of aggravated assault, 
Authorities responded to the Little Caesars after a call for help. Witnesses told police that Doty, who is a Knoxville resident, became angry after being told about the weight and demanded free breadsticks. It wasn't even a <laughs> ten minute wait when he came in with the gun. This from Noah Noah Beeler, who was working at the restaurant that day. If he would not have come in with the gun and waited maybe another or two two or three minutes, it would have already been boxed and in his hands. Duddy left the store, came back with the AK forty seven rifle, and demanded the pizza. He uh, prevented one employee from leaving the store. To calm him down, another customer gave Dodie her pizza so he would leave. Good spared. Yeah, so an employee at the store at the time said, I handed her crazy sauce. I'm <laughs> I'm about to have, have her leave, walking out, and he comes in. The gun was pointed straight at us. He held it down a little bit. Then I looked at him. My eyes dropped to the gun, and he literally pulls it up, points it at me, semi-points it at her, and says, Where's my pizza? I want my pizza now. Oh, my God. Yep. So he has uh, pled guilty to his charges. And yet another story where people are taking these little bitty things and just losing their damn mind. Yeah, an AK-47. I mean, a handgun maybe. Uh, (laughs) Over over one of the shittiest pizzas in the world. Go to at least rob a a pizza hut or something. Although, if Little Caesars would like to sponsor us, we're okay. (laughs) I mean, look, I, I... Used to go there uh, in family pizza night or whatever, and get like five of them for you know five bucks each or whatever, and yeah. hot and ready. And, well, yeah. they're quick and they're cheap. Yeah, yeah. You know, Spo- that's I, a good thing. Not quick enough in Tennessee. Yeah, but, but let's go to Tennessee again, y'all. We've reco- uh, we've covered the story numerous times, but here's an update: five former. Memphis police officers were charged Tuesday with federal civil rights violations in the beaten death of Tyree Nichols Nichols, as they continue to fight second degree murder charges in state courts. Um, Holly, here we go. Y'all Tadarius Bean, Desmond Mills, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin and Justin Smith were indicted in the U S district court in Memphis. The four-count indictment charges them with deprivation of rights under the color of law through excessive force and failure to intervene and through deliberate indifference, conspiracy to witness tampering, and obstruction of justice through witness tampering. Charges come nine months after the violent beating death during the January 7th traffic stop near Nichols, Memphis, home in which they punched, kicked, and slugged the 29-year-old with a baton as he yelled for his mom. Nichols died at the hospital three days later. The five former officers, all black like Nichols, have pled have pled not guilty to state charges of secondary murder and other alleged offenses in the case. U.S. Attorney Kevin Ritz in West Tennessee said at an afternoon news briefing that the state and federal cases are on separate tracks. Ritz declined to predict how quickly they would proceed because they're going to be slow AF, y'all. Kristen Clark, who leads the U.S. Department of Justice Civil Rights Division, said at the appearance that the five former officers used excessive force, failed to advise medical personnel about Nichols' injuries, and conspired to cover up their misconduct. In our country, no one is above the law, she said, adding she met earlier Tuesday with Nichols' mother and stepfather. The indictment says officers failed to tell dispatchers 
their supervisor and emergency medical technicians, they knew Nichols had been hit repeatedly, trying to cover up their use of force and shield themselves from criminal liability. Additionally, the indictment uh, alleges instances where the officers used their body cameras to limit what evidence could be captured at the scene. Marv moved his body camera where it wouldn't show the video of the beating, and Haley and Smith activated theirs only after the beating. And Haley and Mills took theirs off when emergency medical personnel were on the scene. At the arrest scene, the officers afterward discussed hitting Nichols with straight haymakers. Even as Nichols' condition deteriorated and he became unresponsive, then Nichols could be seen on police video on the ground slumped against a police car. The indictment also alleges the officers falsely stated Nichols actively resisted arrest at the beaten scene and that he grabbed on Smith's protective vest and pulled on the officer's duty belts. The officers were part of a crime suppression team that officials disbanded after his death. However, members of that Scorpion unit have been moved to other teams. Wow. Right? Were, were the original videos, because, I mean, it was shocking what we got to see. Were they civilian videos? Because Some of them must have been, but they, uh, obviously yeah, they uh, knew they were cell phone. And they had yeah. no idea they had, I mean. Well, I, I mean, you know, it's like Jim says, ridiculous. camera all the time and, and whatever, but I don't know. Shit bags. No, there's they, no they, understanding they what, what happened in, in, that, uh, in that case. Is that what they get? Well, was it, wasn't there a, um, some sort of, uh, I don't know if it was a rumor or if it's been confirmed, but that uh, Tyree Nichols yeah, was dating somebody, one of their ex-wives or something, or something like yeah, that. Something like that. But. I think it was an ex-wife or something. So, well, not that that excuses yeah, it. But. Well, they, and supposedly they pulled him over on a bullshit charge and all that. Yeah. Well, we're going to go to – San Diego to Del Mar, California, where last week Woody gave us sort of the first bits of what was becoming public about this $2 million murder for hire plot right, with right, right, right. Uh, this woman, Tatiana Remley. Tatiana. In front of the black flag. And a lot of new stuff I has it come was. out, and it, it is, is pretty. dicey. She's party. Tatiana Remley walked into the Solana Beach, California Starbucks and turned heads. Hmm. Among the well-dressed clientele, the five foot eleven, hundred and twenty-five pound, forty-three-year-old wore a tank top and sweatshorts. Her companion was a thuggish-looking dude who sported sunglasses, a sideways hat, and baggy shorts. You could tell something was up, a worker told the New York Post. My shorts were not baggy. Revealing new details in a scandal that has shocked and entranced Southern California society, and which encompasses claims of elite orgies, guns, what? and a threat taken straight. Now that's a party. And a threat taken straight from the Godfather. I knew I liked her for guns. some reason. Remley had arrived at that Starbucks to discuss a $2 million hit on her husband, Mark Remley. After about 10 minutes, the thug went into the restroom, two cops pulled up, and four San Diego police officers beelined to the patio. They rushed back there, had her handcuffed, and started going through her bag. A Starbucks worker recalled the officers were efficient and walked her out to the cruiser and took off. But the thuggish guy was still in the bathroom. The worker, slightly panicked by the thug being left behind, went outside to notify the pair of remaining officers. One of them told them, don't worry, he's with us. And that's all I can tell you, the worker recounted. 
Then an SUV with blackened windows pulled up to the thuggish guy, and he went in it. He was an undercover cop. The arrest was the final unraveling in a tumultuous and allegedly violent 12-year marriage between Tatiana, said to be compulsively sexual Russian bombshell, and her husband Mark, who had inherited $26 million from his parents. Mm. Their relationship featured fast cars, lots of drug use, Mm. guns, (laughs) and a blown fortune. Sounds like an Eagles song. And now in Splitsville. Mark reportedly bankrolled iffy business ventures that Tatiana wanted to get going. Among them, a performing horse show called Valitar that we talked about, a cycling studio called Rhythm and Power, and a polo team. All of those businesses failed. In terms of what Mark actually did to earn money uh, for the couple that shared a $5.3 million home in Del Mar, beside the Del Mar polo fields, no one really knows. Their lifestyle was reckless. It was toxic, a friend of Tatiana's told the New York Post. They were both having sexual relationships with all kinds of other people. There were prostitutes, strippers, sex clubs. Indeed, the first episode of the 2017 Showtime series called Naked Naked Sanctum, which was about an elite sex club, featured Mark and Tatiana hanging out with fellow swingers. Staring into the camera, Tatiana Coet Cood, I'm all about pushing limits. Yes. Later, Mark said, sex is probably the biggest part of our lives. Underscoring the point, Tatiana engaged in sex acts with a variety of women in the documentary. And Mark could be heard stating, I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie. I love to take risks and I love to live on the edge. Sources told the New York Post that Tatiana slept her way through their neighboring polo club and was targeting rich men. In July, the Remleys' marriage hung on the brink of dissolution. On July 2nd, Tatiana filed for divorce. In the divorce paper, she maintained that friends of her husband broke my expensive horse statue in the yard and put the head of the horse in my bed, Godfather style. They offer you can't refuse. The video obtained by the New York Post and shot in late May at her house shows a cast horse's head in her bed. Nine days after that, after she, nine days after she filed for divorce, the house caught on fire and burned to the ground. Nope. Tatiana claimed to have no idea how that happened. Following the fire, the police were called to the house. Officers asked for Tatiana's ID, and there were four guns loaded in her purse. Four. Four. Police arrested her for gun possession. Amazingly, that is not even the most shocking incident involving the couple and firearms. Mark got arrested once, said a friend, because he was standing naked at the top of the driveway with an elephant gun. He had had come after her with a knife and she had to run out of the house in her underwear. Then there are claims in the divorce report that Mark put a gun to Tatiana's head. It was far from the only police call. After the arrest in Starbucks, a California Highway Patrol officer told the Starbucks worker how he turned up at the Remley residence in response to a noise complaint from a neighbor. Tatiana was completely disheveled, but she had the ritziest horse trailer, said the officer. He was likely referring to her Lakota Longhorn, which, according to the divorce record, has a fair market value of $135,000 for a horse trailer. Eric Martanovich, who worked with the couple around 2012 on one of their failed businesses, said that Tatiana wanted him to come down and sleep with her while Mark watched. Hey. Hey. Kinky. I believe she would try to kill him, Martanovich told the Post. She is volatile and cold. I don't know if she thought she would get his money. She's not bright. 
I think she did it because she thought it would get her paid. In the divorce report, Tatiana claimed to be, quote, in dire need of support. Now she's accused of a murder-for-hire plot. It's alleged began when the hitman was referred to her by a man who happened to be friends with Tatiana's husband. The friend who had discussed killing Mark allegedly squealed to the would-be victim about what the wife was planning. Mark reported it to the police, and that set up the entire sting operation. Martanovich shared a story about a cast party. At the party, Tatiana had a belt around Mark's neck and led him by the belt, led him by that belt around his neck for the chunk of the night. She made people give him lap dances. But as Martanovich (laughs) saw things, Tatiana was getting used to getting her way. His entire personality was built around doing whatever she wanted. If she wanted something done, he would pay for it. Money didn't matter. He did whatever she wanted and he paid for it. I saw him lose millions on these equestrian ventures. Some of what she wanted, according to her friend, was to watch Mark as he had sex with other women. There was the night that Mark and her former love interest bought home an entire strip club. They brought every person, every woman from the strip club back to their house. That was par for the course, he said. She enjoyed him with other women, but only when it was under her control. That night, it was anything but. The women were going through everything, just ransacking all of her things, said the friend. They went for her Louboutin shoes and bags. In the divorce filing, Tatiana claimed that $250,000 of property was stolen or destroyed, including animals, clothing, my cars, and motorcycles. The animals were three silky fainting goats, Milky Way, Milkshake, and Milk It, and three parrots, including Ada, an African Grey, and a calculator, uh, an Amazon Red. And another bird name calculator that was an Amazon red. These days, Mark seems to be lying low and not taking calls from the media. Tatiana is locked up in Las Colinas Detention Center in Santee, California, awaiting a hearing in October. She's pleaded not guilty to solicitation for murder. Very interesting. How much is her bail? <laughs> Could you I'm taking the entire? They closed down a titty Post bar and brought uh, everybody home to their house. Tatiana, yeah, Tatiana, that's yes, why you got two hundred fifty thousand dollars yes, in damage. Yes. I'd say stay away right? from Tatiana. Well, um, so, and you know those Russian women, man. You, you, ever since Rocky Five, I learned all a, I hey, need to know about Russian give us women. A Russian. Brigitte Nielsen, give us a Russian accent. Uh, hello. <laughs> uh, boom. <laughs> I'll take that out. We got, we got I people like you. Lucky. The, was the, the rare Russian who moved from Mexico at age 12. <laughs> oh, Tatiana. What's, her, what's Tatiana's tattoo? I knew she was a freak. I can't make out her tattoo. Can anybody Let's make out It looks tattoo? like a, I don't know what that is, Mike. I like the. Placement. I was a little disappointed. I thought this was going to end up being a real horsehead because I knew she was a Somebody, big equestrian mom. I was they, not disappointed at all in Tatiana. Yeah, she's a. She a, should make the all witty team. Yeah, she should. Well, we should place your business with her. Freaky. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. 
Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally. Designed for long-term retention. Speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro Pro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro Pro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. All right, so we're going to bring you to... Huntington Beach, California, home of no. Tito Ortiz. That's right, the fighter. And anything. I think the titty bar that, uh, that <laughs> they, where they, they took they, they the old titty bar. <laughs> Very good. They probably flew him in on a helicopter. Yeah. Likely. Well, a boy was arrested Tuesday in connection with a series of hit-and-run incidents in Huntington Beach in which one person was killed. Huntington P- Beach police arrested the individual, whom they only described as a male and a minor. On Tuesday, about 9 p.m., on suspicion of hitting multiple cyclists Mm. with his car, Stephen Gonzalez, 70, was was killed, actually, in one of the collisions. The boy was booked into the Orange County Juvenile Hall on charges of homicide and assault with a deadly weapon. Officers found the vehicle driven by the suspect, which led to his arrest. 
The boy struck three cyclists in three separate incidents Sunday evening in the popular cycling area of Huntington Beach in three separate incidents. The car was described by witnesses as a black Toyota four-door sedan that had uh, minor damage to the passenger side bumper. The first attack happened around 10 p.m. when a male cyclist was hit while riding his bike. The driver fled the scene, and the cyclist had minor injuries. A second hit-and-run occurred a few streets over. The rider told police he was sideswiped by a driver who fled. The cyclist was treated at that scene for minor injuries. Police got a call at about 1045 the same evening and that a third person had been gravely injured at ju- just a block away from the second incident. The man, identified as a Huntington Beach resident, was given aid at the scene but died of his injuries. So wow. this this young minor at that right. uh, kid went on a rampage and just Mowed decided down. he was going to mow down cyclists right. and didn't stop. Uh, one street over, one street over, two streets over. That's crazy. What's going on, man? I don't know. Is that, is that's a weird. Like Huntington Beach of, is a weird spot in the middle of SoCal because it's all uh, you know, it's beach and bikers and and uh, a very different vibe there. Maybe that's a take off the GTA or something, right? Yeah, uh, and it's right next to uh, Newport. I mean, it's yeah. right there. Well, I'm gonna make y'all feel a bit, a little bit better about this next story because even though I got a one star review, it said. I I laughed about bullying puppies, which wasn't true because you can go eat a bag of dicks. Um, I'm going to take, we all love our animals here, right? As you know, Jim, unfortunately last week, um, lost one of his, his family members and graciously Louisiana crematory took care of Wendy, uh, um, very compassionate and, and and that baby to to heaven and the the urn and all that. But, they actually, and I didn't even know they did this, the American Humane Society um, actually hosts a Hero Dog Awards, okay? so And they just came out with the list of their top dog finalists. So The ratings were higher than the VMAs, actually. Probably so. <laughs> so um, that wouldn't be too hard. It would be. It would be higher than the VMAs. So this annual award competition is held to recognize America's hero dogs and law enforcement, first responder dogs, and service military dogs. The competition began in April when hundreds of dog owners from across the country submitted their pups for consideration to be crowned a hero dog. The finalists were announced, and the winner will pre- will be presented with the award of American Hero Dog on Friday, November 10th, 2023. All right. So, and the dogs get to walk the red carpet and be judged by a panel of hosts. And the president and CEO of the American Humane, Dr. Robin Ganser, said in a media statement that the awards provide an opportunity for Americans to celebrate the strength, hope, and happiness that their dogs bring to their lives. Now, that was a long way for me to get to this. Here are the finalists, y'all. Check this out. The law enforcement and first responder, Lieutenant K-9 Poppy. Poppy is the finalist in the law enforcement and first responder dog category and is a five-year-old Labrador from Columbia, South Carolina, and is considered a valuable member of the University of South Carolina Police Department. At the uh, university, Poppy helps to complete security suite, does crowd screening, and is involved in safety presentations for students. 
The next one is Service and Guide Moxie. Moxie is a finalist in the Service and Guide category. She's known for being a life-saving service dog to her handle. Handler, Moxie is a five-year-old mini golden doodle from Missouri who serves her 42-year-old handle. Now, Katie Harris is a social worker and a former collegiate athlete who lost her ability to walk in 2018 due to a rare genetic condition called Ells Dan- Danio syndrome, according to the American Humane Society. Moxie has worked as a service dog for Harris for the last four years, helping her complete simple tasks, such as picking up items from the ground and opening and closing the doors. She also provides medical alerts when necessary. The Fort Leonard Wood, we used to call that Lost in the Woods, Fort Leonard Wood um, USO was the first to implement a USO therapy dog program in, 20, uh, in 2012, later becoming the USO canine program in 2015. So, all right, y'all, tell, let me tell you about the next one. The Military Working Canine Buddha. Buddha is the finalist in the military working dog category, and he's known for being one of only 18 certified explosive detection canines in the U.S. Coast Guard. Mm. Buddha is a four-year-old German short-haired pointer from Oceanside, California, who works to protect his local community on water and land, according to the American Humane Society. So shout-out to those dogs, and hey, shout-out to the American Humane Society hosting that yeah um, i think that's pretty these, cool these dogs are and different breeds important. too yeah, yeah. you usually oh. see the german shepherds and the uh, what do you yeah. call them Mala, uh melanoirs we got a golden Belgium. doodle we got a lab we got a, a, a golden Jor- doodle a gsp german short hair pointer yeah all different kinds i think we had i think we had a story with that moxie before i think moxie Maybe so. uh i think moxie is able to get everything together for that basically yeah. prepares them for their day every yeah. day and uh and uh, able to pick stuff up and, and alert medical people and everything else yeah, i think it's i think the dog might even administer yeah the medication. so we 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 bred and raised um english springer spaniels and one of them is in california and is is used to train other PTSD dogs. Oh, that's cool. Let's go to East Lansing, Michigan, the home of uh, Nick Saban. <laughs> before he, he was, was there, I want before he was at he was there at Alabama and LSU. It is the home of Michigan State University. Yes, where Magic Johnson once dribbled the ball and many great players. Yep. Plexico Burris, I think, among them. Plexico. Uh, Football, but we have a uh, man. Is this a a crazy story? So, the head football coach there, a guy by the name of Mel Tucker, who was just two years ago signed to an enormous yeah. long term contract worth nearly a hundred million dollars. Really? Yeah. So Tucker hired a consultant, a woman by the name of Brenda Tracy who is an expert in sexual harassment and, uh, and brought, uh, brought her in as a consultant to uh, talk to the team on multiple occasions over a period of time. Well, apparently, Tucker, who's a married man with kids, developed a relationship with mm-hmm. Brenda Tracy, the mm-hmm. consultant. And the relationship appeared to 
become one where on at least one occasion, but it sounds like there may be multiples that they participated in phone sex. Mm. What was her phone number? <laughs> Tucker, <laughs> Tucker has admitted to the phone sex. And this is where it gets confusing for me guys. So help me out. Right. He says it was phone sex. It was consensual. Mm. Right. She says he harassed her that, okay. that it is a sexual assault. The university has suspended him without pay, and he has a clause in his contract, uh, a morality clause, where the university, which I would say from an outside view, but I know that this is the majority opinion, this guy's not worth that contract that they signed no. him to. So I think the university that right now has him they on unpaid suspension yeah. is going to say, see ya. Mm. Uh, on all of that money and bank that money. That, now, they have not done that yet. University president, the Michigan State president, is a woman, which also will play into this. Teresa K. Woodruff and athletic director Alan Holler announced the suspension pending the results of an outside investigation into the allegations. Now, what evidence has come uh, to the table thus far is a bunch of phone records showing the couple having about 25 conversations over a period of time where they talked about once every two weeks and they talked for uh, around a half hour as the average conversation. I don't think you have half hour conversations every two weeks with someone that you've hired as a consultant. They were doing more and he's admitted they were doing more, but she's saying, no, I was the consultant, and then uh, there was this uh, this harassment. Now, why don't you hang up the phone? I don't know. Uh, Maybe she recorded it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they have. Well, he's admitted it, so I don't know that it, that she needs to have. Well, I mean, no, she's saying it's harassment. It means it's an, an unwanted, unwanted conversation. He's saying it was a consensual conversation. I understand about hanging it up, but if you're a harassment fucking professional um, and the dude's got a hundred million dollars, you're going to record him in that. And you know, or he, he might have been like, like, Hey baby, take your panties off. Some shit like that. What She's do you like, want? I don't do that. What yeah, do you well, smell yeah, like? Yeah. Yeah. Some stupid. Well, but a hearing it, is but scheduled. if it was phone sex as a hundred million dollar, hundred million dollar phone nut that dude just got. Well, yeah, he's, think about he's it. three. I think he's three years into the contract. It was ninety-five million dollar contract. Ten years is seven years. It's a whole uh, lot of money. It's like sixty-five million left on that thing. He's got a wife and kids. Yep. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. That's a whole for, other side. Of uh, it. Playing with yourself during a phone conversation. Whoa. Well, October fifth, we will have a uh, uh, a hearing that is scheduled to determine, and that hearing is to determine if he violated the school's sexual harassment. And exploitation policy, which if he did, then they can definitely void his contract. And that's the date where I think we'll see them wow. fire him if they can. I definitely oh. think that I should call and get an interview with her. <laughs> no, you shouldn't because if she's cray cray, then you're going to be. And especially you're if you're already you're dating Tatiana, you're. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tatiana would you're be gonna, all for you're it. You're going to end up yeah. worse than a horse head in your bed. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if she's that's a victim. Right. I, I uh, joke. If she's a victim, you know, I hate it for her. And if she's not, then I hate it for him. Well, we had um, 
you know, we told you on uh, Friday's episode about a little lawn rage and yeah. people losing their mind Stupid. over over you know what would generally be something that may yeah maybe aggravating worth killing somebody over no and usually end up later on regretting it well we all get aggravated when we're hanging out with our buddies or wives or husbands if you're listening out there and you're a wife uh and they're constantly on their phone maybe they're looking down at their text or they're you know you're trying to talk to them well i've got a situation that developed in idaho where somebody had enough of someone always being on the phone. And we're going to tell you about it. Oh, boy. 72-year-old man, y'all. 72. Deputies arrested this 72-year-old man after he shot someone at a park because he was annoyed the victim was constantly on his cell phone. Mm. Blaine County deputies and Haley Police Department officers conducted a welfare check at what's known as Lions Park after receiving a report that someone was screaming for help. When they arrived, they found a man with a gunshot wound transporting to the hospital for treatment, and the suspect left the scene in a gray car. The suspect, William Butler, was arrested last week on a charge of attempted murder. The victim, 34-year-old Michael Boss, was flown to a local hospital, then transferred to the University of Utah Hospital. Mm. Butler and his wife uh, regularly walked their dog at Lions Park, and Butler became frustrated with Boss because he was constantly talking on his phone every time they go to the park. Yeah. These these miserable he's, old he's men just enjoy some nice. <laughs> like right? really, yeah. Butler went to Lions Park intending to shoot Boss, who sustained a gunshot wound to the head. Police searched Butler's home and found a twenty-two caliber pistol with a silencer on it. What? And, yes, already get a silencer. In the in, well, uh, you know, he got it. And in the incident, Butler approached Boss and asked Boss if he noticed any moose around. What? Yeah, that's what he did. When Boss looked back down at his phone after saying, you know, no, I don't see any moose. Maybe he's checking his phone for moose. Right. Butler reportedly shot him above the left eye. The bullet reportedly went through his head and into his right temple. Boss said he immediately went blind and couldn't see anything after getting shot. He said, there's no chance for me to return any of my vision. I will be blind for the rest of my life. Boss, who is a dog trainer, will receive additional treatment and testing at the University of Washington, which he said will be challenging. And he believes Butler's intention was for me to die that day. You think so? Yeah, right. I hope anyone who is feeling that kind of way, that's a signal to seek help. I think they should take that old dude's eyes and cut them out. I'm telling you. I mean, what the hell, man? So, like, every single time this guy went to walk his dog at the park, this other guy was there on the phone? Yeah. And it's just aggravate the hell out of him. And to the point that he shot him. Yeah. That is that is one. You can of get most, cranky in your seven. You know what? I would. Well, I'll say that, but I would. I would definitely suspect. And I was thinking about this last night that this guy has some kind of dementia yeah, or Alzheimer's some, stuff going on, going on yeah. that is that is in the onset. Put him on that out the box because this makes absolutely yeah. no and logical I sense. I wonder if he even tried to hide it or anything, or he just waited because. Uh, if he just waited for the cops to come and get him and say, hey, look, the dude was on his phone too much, then he has an insanity. To it's absolutely nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. I don't hope. I don't get Turning it. Turning them out. I don't get it. You know, t- uh, um, twenty-two caliber has killed more people in the history of the world than all the other f- 
calibers combined. combined. Yeah. yeah, believe that. Yeah. All right, so y'all. But you know, there ought to be something that when someone is excessive, you know, when they're abusing the phone, there ought to be some kind of action we can take well, against <laughs> that. Like you ought to be able to just, you know. Yeah, well, in a perfect world, the like a shot, buzz that and buzz that phone and turn it off. I was going to say, in the perfect world, the phone companies would build in a timer. It shocks you after like 15 seconds or something. <laughs> but you know they're not going to do that. They'll lose their money. But let's go to Michigan. And a Michigan man who had been on the run after authorities accused him of killing his mom was arrested from a Domino's in downtown Detroit. Joshua Hill, 25, had been wanted since Monday after authorities said he shot and killed his 64-year-old mother in Inkster, a suburb of Detroit. Hill's mother has not yet been publicly identified. Detroit Police Chief James White said that Hill was spotted by a city police officer at Domino's. The officer recognized Hill because of media reports and photos of the suspect that had been circulated. He saw him downtown buying a pizza. The TV station reported that Hill actually ordered a cheesy bread rather than a pizza. State police said when Hill was arrested, he was armed with a gun. But White told Fox 2 that the officer did not have to use force to apprehend him. Hill's mother was shot and killed on Labor Day. Police had initially responded to a home to the home after a 911 caller reported suspicious circumstances. When police made it inside, they found his mama dead. Bruh, you that dude's got it coming to him. The only thing they hate worse than, than rapists and, and baby rapers is somebody that kills mm, their own mama. Killed mama. Yep. And had to have some cheesy bread. Cheesy bread. So we've had Little Caesars and Domino's. Right. In well, the funny thing in that article is they felt the need to correct it from pizza to cheesy bread. <laughs> like that—that that was part of the story, you know. Thank yes. God he got caught. And, and a lot of times these these people get caught trying to blend back into you know society, and uh, you got to get your pizza, and you never know who's in front of you. Yeah. He may be a mom killer, but he would never have pizza at Domino's. He That's right. right. Only he would only bread, go for the right. cheesy bread. Yeah. Many of you will remember the story that I am going to talk about right now. A father of a Virginia student who was sexually assaulted in her high school bathroom by a trans student has been pardoned after his two years ago arrest for protesting at a school board meeting. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin announced on Sunday that he had pardoned Scott Smith of his disorderly conduct conviction stemming from the June of 2021 incident. The episode featured prominently throughout the gubernatorial campaign that year for Youngkin, who has made support for so-called parents' rights a cornerstone of his political brand. Scott Smith is a dedicated parent who faced unwarranted charges in his pursuit to protect his daughter. Youngkin said Sunday in a press release, Scott's commitment to his child, despite the immense obstacles, is emblematic of the parental empowerment movement that started in Virginia. Smith threatened to kick out the teeth of deputies who dragged him away from a Loudoun County school board meeting over state mandated protections for transgender students. The local news outlet reported that he had argued loudly, clenched his fist and sworn at a woman while demanding answers over the handling of his daughter's rape. 
In a statement released Sunday, Smith vowed to pursue legal action against Loudoun County Public Schools and continue fighting, quote, for parents and their children. The district did not immediately respond to phone calls or uh, or give any uh uh, agree to any press meetings. Smith told WJLA-TV that his pardon marked a bittersweet moment. He hoped the justice system would absolve him of wrongdoing without an off-ramp of a pardon. What happened to me cannot ever happen to another American again, Smith said. The teenager convicted of assaulting Smith's daughter was later found guilty of assaulting another classmate at a nearby school where the perpetrator was allowed to attend classes while, uh, while awaiting trial in juvenile court. This case galvanized parents nationwide when reports spread that the cisgender male student wore a skirt during the first attack. So the attack happened in a uh, girl's bathroom where he went into the girl's bathroom because that was the policy for uh, transgender. So craziness, a um, little bit off topic, you know, about our pardon debacle and all that in Louisiana. You know who got pardoned yesterday and got released from Angola? Who? Honey Badger's dad. No way. Yep. And then the Honey Badger is a true testament to a dude that turned his life around. I actually have his cell phone number. He and I are friends, and I can't tell you why we're friends, but we are. And uh, his dad had been in prison his whole life. He was raised by his grandmother, and he was in prison for murder. And, and John Bevers just let him out yesterday. Mm. So hopefully he'll stay on the straight and narrow. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash R-L-R-C and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. See, Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. 
She was amazed at how much hormone harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. You can now take off that belt and move freely around the cabin. It is a mile high crime for today. And look, we've got a, when I came across this one, I'm like, man, I got to do this one on the next show. And it's very interesting one we hadn't done. So we're going to tell you about a Delta passenger's dog who went missing at an Atlanta airport and was found safe after three weeks. What? So, you know, people travel with pets. Yeah. And I, I don't know if any of y'all have either one of y'all ever flown your dog. Mike, uh, you have? Always in the cabin, though. Never, okay. Always in the cabin. What about you, Woody? Uh, not in the cabin. All right. Well, let me tell you about this situation. After enduring nearly a month of heartache and anxiety, a dog owner can finally rest after her missing dog was found safe at Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson Airport on Saturday. Delta Airlines passenger Paula Rodriguez's six-year-old dog, Maya, was lost in August at the airport, which is considered among the busiest in the world. The airport's operations team found Maya hiding near the North Cargo facilities, uh, and they posted this on X, which is the platform formerly known as Twitter. Uh, Tired but in apparent good health, she was transported to a vet and is expected to return home soon. Now, on August 18th, Rodriguez and Maya embarked on a journey from their home in the Dominican Republic to California for a two-week vacation. However, when they arrived in Atlanta for a layover, Rodriguez was informed by Border Patrol staff that her tourist visa did not meet the necessary requirements. They canceled her visa and told her she would need to return home on the next flight. When the next flight to Putacana scheduled for the following day, Rodriguez faced the distressing reality of spending the night alone in a detention center separated from her canine. They called a Delta agent who took Maya from me, Rodriguez said. The next day, Rodriguez arrived at her flight's gate early, eagerly awaiting her reunion with Maya, and to her dismay, Maya never arrived. Unable to remain in the United States for over 24 hours without a visa, Rodriguez was left no choice but to board her flight to Punta Cana without Maya, an experience that 
she said, triggered a panic attack during during her journey home. I can imagine it did. Everyone who knows me knows what she meant to me. Rodriguez said of her pet, I don't go anywhere without her. She's very well behaved, and I take her everywhere. Two days after Maya went missing, a Delta representative contacted Rodriguez to share the unfortunate news. He said that she was being transported to the plane on the runway, and the staff had opened her kennel, and she had escaped into the middle of the runway. Despite Rodriguez's relentless calls to Delta for updates, weeks went by without receiving any information. A Delta spokesman said in a statement that Delta teams have been working to locate and reunite the pet with the customer and remain in touch with the customer to provide updates. Delta people feel deeply concerned for the customer and the dog and were committed to ongoing search efforts. With the cancellation of her tourist visa, Rodriguez sent her mother to Atlanta to join the search efforts in a vast 4,000-acre Hartsfield-Jackson Airport. Rodriguez shared the agonizing toll that Maya's disappearance had taken and described it as a living nightmare. Her worst fears faded on Saturday when Atlanta officials announced Maya's discovery Three weeks after she was what lost. the hell did How dog eat for th- and yeah. drink for three weeks? That's a great question, right? Well, somebody, they discard food. Somebody's you know, feeding them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But thank God, yeah, that, you know that. Uh, What's just crazy? It must have been an expensive dog, or what? Otherwise, why would they open the cage? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't know. Don't know. Bite the That's shit a great question. You, right? Maybe somebody, oh, we're going to pet. You know, maybe they thought it was a cute dog or something. And I'm sure know. that happens. And yeah. Crazy story. I think she's going to get a few bucks out of Delta. Yeah, I think she should at least get airplane flights for the rest of her life for free. Right. Delta Airlines, just saying. There you right. go. That's your mile high crime for go. the day. Now. Yeah. Now we're getting into some kinkiness. Kinky crime. We already have one. You can almost count Tatiana. She's kinky. Yeah, you're right. She's we can almost read that story. All, I'll hear it twice. Kinky, kinky and crazy. Freaky and everything else in between. So, you know, sex dolls, uh, I've never even touched one, but I know they've become <coughs> the No, I'm serious. <laughs> serious. I, I guess I never needed it. Uh, but the, you know, this is, I don't know. I don't understand this. Let me tell you about it. A Detroit man with a history of smashing store windows to grab female mannequins has been accused of indulging in his fetish again. Hmm. The, the old man- mannequin right, fetish. Right? But I don't know how they know it's male or female. I guess the, the fake boobs. It's not like they have vaginas and <laughs> I think stuff it's on, pretty right? easy to tell. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about the lower end. I don't think they have genitalia on them, right? So a Detroit man with a history of smashing store windows to wrap female mannequins has been accused of indulging his fetish again. Ronald A. Dotson, 39, was arrested and jailed after breaking a window at a cleaning supply company to get a at a mannequin. Oh, my God. Check this out. To get at a mannequin in a black and white French maid's uniform. Hey, uh, said. Hey, that's hey, definitely hey, a female. Right? A judge Thursday ordered him to undergo psychiatric examination <laughs> to determine whether he is competent to stand trial on charges of attempted breaking and entering. Mr. Dotson went to prison and they haven't helped him, said his lawyer, Edward Kahn. He got out of prison and he was right back out there. It's pretty bizarre, you fucking <laughs> think. Dotson has been out of prison for less than a week, y'all, when he was caught. 
His pursuit of mannequins over the past 13 years has led to at least six convictions for breaking and entering. And oh he probably God. got away with it 50 times in a stint in prison. He told his parole officer he was going to buy mannequins so he didn't have to do these break-ins anymore, said Detective there you go. And the detective also said, apparently, that didn't work out. <laughs> Good I call, mean, Didn't he have a collection of mannequins then over time? I, I mean, I don't know why sure he had to keep them back from getting him, more. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to do with that because, I, I mean, like I said, I don't think they have any genitalia on them. What are you going to do with it? I mean, I don't know. I ain't got a man cuddle, fetish. Cuddle. Yeah, I guess so. Didn't one? Didn't uh, the serial killer? Uh, I wonder if he named. Have him. a mannequin fetish? What if he named him? I'm sure he did. Well, you said dolls at the beginning. I mean, the man, a mannequins. I, I mean, I, I, maybe if he's still in a sex doll, I could understand it a little bit better. But I don't understand this. Well, that's, that's your, your kinky, kinky crime. Yeah, that kinky. sucker is kinky. <laughs> French made outfit, huh? I'm pretty sure they didn't want those mannequins back. Let's go across the pond where we're going to meet some dumb, well, it's not the criminal that's dumb. Let's determine who's dumb here. Lincolnshire squad cars raced through the streets as the dreadful word traveled of a mass homicide in this quaint seaside village. They'd received an emergency call from an eyewitness who had seen bodies sprawled out across the floor. Prepared for the ultimate horror, these brave UK officers burst through the door of the given address. And there the bodies were, laid out right in front of them. Just as the Branch Davidians had dutifully consumed their punch, this group had followed their cult leader's instructions and committed the Savasana. The Savasana, or corpse pose, as it's more commonly known, is a frequently utilized pose in Ms. Gwendolyn's Wednesday afternoon yoga class. Okay. Unfortunately, local townsperson James L. Chapman IV <clears throat> was not wise in the ways <laughs> of the Chapman. yogis. When he noticed the students lying lifeless on the ground, he could only assume they were all victims of a mass killing. <laughs> the, seascape ca- the Seascape Cafe in Skegness revealed the hilarious mishap while apologizing for, quote, the mass of police sirens disturbing the seaside town Zen. The corpse pose, also known as the Savasana, is where a person lays on their back with their arms and legs spread out. Miss Gwendolyn, who owns Unity Yoga, confirmed that everyone is safe and we all enjoyed a wonderful evening of meditation and yoga. My heart goes out to the people who thought I was a murderer, but I can assure you I just hold space for deep relaxation, she joked. That is crazy. It's like, that so didn't make that's, any... uh, that's a dumb witness. Yeah, dumb witness. He, he needs to get... Needs but, to I get mean, some you're walking by a yeah. yoga studio, yeah, you, dude. You, you get some business and stay out of there. So, yeah. Dumb. Dumb witness. What's mass, his name, really, L. Chapman? The fourth. Are you L? No, but oh. I'm just saying. Hey, oh. hey, I, I, I got to get it from you. Give us, give us the accent. Uh, for what? British. Um, Hello, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say on album? About fanciest spot of tea. 
Like, do hey, you find you know, a spot of tea? Every time they talk, they they <laughs> they make a statement, but they end their sen- sentence in a question. Like these are really good fish and chips, hey. aren't, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> hey, boy, we are very good at impersonating and, other. Fancy a spot of tea? Would you? Uh, <laughs> Rosetta Stone is taking a gap in their advertising and starting to impact us in a big way. We, yeah. we we need you folks back. Yes. So you're not the fourth? You're not James L. the fourth? No. Okay, damn it. They stole what? They stole what? what? That's right. They steal, they steal Jim Chapman. Another they stole what? And we're going to tell you about a Louisiana family that is facing multiple charges after a bus was taken for a joyride in the middle of the night, then returned with damage. Mm. This, according to the St. Charles Parish Sheriff's Office, and it happened in Destrahan at a middle school. Mm-hmm. Deputies were called at 6.42 a.m. after a gate was found damaged on the property. When the deputies arrived, the complainant advised that someone had entered the fenced-in bus parking area and taken a bus. The bus drove through the gate, causing damage to the bus, obviously, and the gate. The bus was then driven to Bayou Gauche area before being driven back to the bus parking area and left. Bayou Gauche is about 17 miles south of the school on the opposite side of the Mississippi River. Investigators connected the incident to a 33-year-old man from Bayou Gauche who was arrested and charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle, unauthorized entry into a business, and simple criminal damage to property. Two relatives, a 68-year-old man and 54-year-old woman, were also arrested the same day and faced three counts of each accessories after the fact. Mm. All three were booked into a correctional center. Details of why the bus were taken and returned have not been released. Yeah, I'm sure like seemed like a How good about idea that? to Still in a freaking school Probably a Louisiana bus. Saturday night. They had a few. I'm going to tell you what. If I want to go for a joyride, I ain't still in a school bus. Yeah. Like well, but you, can, take a, you can bring a lot of your buddies with you if you get the bus. Oh, well, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. That is true. So that is your... They stole what? They stole what? All right, guys. We wrapped up another Monday. Any final thoughts? Uh, Two Monday night football games tonight. There you go. Two of them. I'm still waiting for some people to... Crack some eggs on my head. Hey, I don't know. Know. we've had some. Yeah, um, our some rescue and that some people have been donating. So, our rescue o u r rescue dot org. Right. See and they, all the money that Bring you donate, all all that's going to go straight to that cause. So. Absolutely. And the egg breaking that we we won't even deduct the cost of the eggs out of. Nope, it. ain't going to do it. And, uh, and I'm going to wear my Rocky shorts. And play the Rocky I'm gonna, the one I'm gonna, that he I'm ran gonna, with Apollo in? I'm going to do the whole Rocky scene <laughs> with the eggs. <laughs> Very good. I think he wore gray in the sweatsuit. Yeah, he was it was. Eggs. It was gray. It wasn't in the shorts. Well, at other points he wore his <laughs> all-American shorts. I can wear the gray. Right. Yeah, no, I'll wear an Eagles jersey. How's that? There uh, you go. All right. Uh, you know, do what – do. Do what you can to end uh, human trafficking worldwide and learn a lot of information by going to ourrescue.org. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Your host of Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Peace. Aglets. Good shit.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.